I'm Denise. I'm the Scottish one. And she's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise, the English one. And she's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Editing Podcast. Yes, hello. So this week we're talking about exclamation marks. In some countries, these are called exclamation points, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just give a quick reminder about what these are in case there are any listeners who aren't sure. Yeah. So the exclamation mark is that punctuation mark that's a vertical line with a full stop underneath. It comes at the end of a sentence um, in written English and it has several functions. First, it can indicate mood. So like things like surprise, shock and joy, for example. So perhaps a character in a novel says, oh, I didn't realise the exclamation mark after the O will ensure that the reader hears the tone of surprise. Mm. Whereas without it, the tone will shift to something a little flatter to indicate perhaps disappointment, annoyance or frustration. Oh, I didn't realise. It's Mm. a good idea to try prose with and without an exclamation mark and see what happens to the tone if you read it aloud. Help me without the exclamation mark might have a very different feel to help me with an exclamation mark. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And that brings us on to its use for emphasis. So imagine someone giving a command such as stop or don't. The exclamation mark, especially tacked onto the end of just one or two words, lends an almost tangible force to the instruction. There's an immediacy that kind of pulls you up and makes you take notice now. The tone is imperative and that has power. Exactly. And a third and related use is to indicate volume. We usually imagine someone barking or shouting out something if if there's an exclamation mark Mm. after it. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do in fiction then if you want the emphasis and excitable mood, but someone's whispering? How would you handle that? So let's say two kids are spying on a thief from under a bed. I wouldn't have any problem with the author indicating that the characters were speaking quietly. And this could be indicated with a speech tag like whispered or hissed or... Or maybe the narrative Mm -hmm. would indicate it. Perhaps Mm -hmm. there'd be an action beat indicating that one of the kids leads into the other's ear and speaks quietly. Mm. Um, Following on from that, though, in fiction, it's worth noting that if you have an exclamation mark in a piece of dialogue, there's no need to include a dialogue tag telling us the speaker exclaimed. I Mm. see this quite a lot and it just clutters the prose because it's a double tell. The punctuation's already done its work. And so if a speech tag is required, a less showy said would be more than enough yeah that's a really really good point that that double tail i think that's quite a common error Mm. that people Mm. can make isn't it yeah Yeah. and talking of more than enough one is more than enough in fiction and (laughs) non-fiction even if your writing style is very informal it it can be tempting i think for writers to use two three or even four exclamation marks in order to you know to ram a point home but but we don't recommend it um, yeah. if you think a text isn't emphatic enough think about recasting it or see how it looks perhaps by using italic too perhaps even capital letters or in non-fiction formatting such as bolding it might also work to make mm. something stand out but more than one exclamation mark does not increase the emphasis in the reader's mind That's right. It's just more ink or pixels on a page. And it can actually distract the reader's eye away from the point you're trying to make with the words and towards the multiple exclamation marks. And no writer wants to pull a reader away from the substance of a a book or a piece of writing, whatever the subject or genre. Mm -hmm. Though on social media, go for it. (laughs) It's social, for goodness sake. (laughs) I don't think it matters a damn how many you use there. There's a quote, uh, though, attributed... (laughs) There's a quote attributed to Terry Pratchett, though, which I, which I, I, 
I kind of love. Yeah. And it, it goes, five exclamation marks, the sure sign of an insane mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yeah. And I do agree yeah. about the social media usage, you know, knock yourself out and texting too. But yeah. Terry does have a point. Um, yeah, here's another one for you. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald's once said, an exclamation point is like laughing at your own joke. I need to take care with... Um, when we produce the the transcripts for these episodes, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to check. <laughs> One of us is going to have to check how many exclamation how many marks we, we've got. How many we have? One at yeah, the end of every single are, sentence. Yeah, <laughs> laughing at our own jokes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> But talking of subject and genre, there's one other use that we haven't covered yet, and that's the mathematical and computer use. It's not really my wheelhouse at all, but good old (laughs) Newhart's rules tells us that the exclamation mark after a number functions as a factorial sign, and in computing, it can be used as a delimiter symbol. But we're not going to focus on scientific usage because... Because I don't know what we're talking about. Yes. There, I've said it. <laughs> yes, I think we can just be upfront about that. That Move is on. not our Move bag. On. Move on. So let's talk more about limiting and avoiding exclamation marks altogether because there are times when it's just a good idea to keep the things out of your text completely. So we've already talked about limiting use to one at a time, but there are certain types of writing that I really do think need care when it comes to this punctuation. Are we talking about business-related stuff here? Yeah, exactly, yes. And formal writing, yeah. So bearing in mind that the exclamation mark in- indicates a form of excitability, volume and interrogation, I don't think there's a place for them anywhere, for example, in CVs and resumes. Not even one on its own. No, I absolutely agree. Mm. But what about web copy? I guess that would depend mm. to a degree on brand identity, would it? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'd still recommend limiting its use because... Even if you have a really zany brand identity that's all about pushing clients forward and helping them achieve amazing things, we still come back to the point about distraction. It's a hard piece of punctuation. Mm. And by Mm. that, I mean it's very visible on a page. And that means the eye is going to be drawn to it. If readers are focusing on all your exclamation marks rather than on the words that precede them, there's a problem. Yeah. That leads into something else, actually, the exhaustion that readers can feel when there's too much enthusiasm on the page. Oh, yeah. And this, <laughs> and this applies to fiction as much as web copy. So um, if I'm given one reason to exclaim, great. If the page is littered with them, it's like being punched repeatedly. <laughs> so when a, when a narrator seems enthusiastic about everything, I just want to tune out and tell them to calm down, yeah. chill, chill out. And, and and even worse, feeling exhausted by all that exuberance is I might even become desensitised to it. Well, and, that's um, that's the risk, isn't it? Yeah, because then the march lost its power. That's um, yeah. one of my favourite expressions at the moment, telling my husband to wind his neck in. And <laughs> I've not heard that. I like it, though. Just wind your neck in. It's a really horrible expression, actually, but um, effective yeah, yeah. sometimes. Very, very, very sort of visceral. Yes, uh-huh. And... Um, I think sometimes with your exclamation marks, you might just have to wind your neck in a little bit there, really, yeah. because, you know, it's easy to get carried away with them. And and that is the thing that you and I often talk about. Punctuation is amazing because of the power it has to make a reader read a text in a certain way, at a certain pace or in a certain voice. And overuse just strips of that function and then it's working yeah. against the writer rather than for them. 
So what about academic work? Because that's a different a ball game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I rarely see exclamation marks in academic work because the same rules apply here as with CVs and resumes. It changes the tone from academic to informal. And there are other ways to lighten the mood of an informal statement in academic text that don't involve exclamation marks. If we want to make something stand out, we can add formatting into the mix, italic, bold, headings, illustrations, callouts, infographics. All of these tools can complement the punctuation in their text. But what about in fiction, Louise? Is there anything you want to mention there, aside from sticking to one mark only? I think the stuff we talked about in relation to web copy applies in fiction too. Yeah. So character voices are, can be thought of as a bit like business brand voices in some ways. They're yeah. distinct, they're flavoursome, and there are other ways to convey elevated mood than just relying on the exclamation mark. If we've mm-hmm. already had an exclamation mark at the beginning of a piece of dialogue, for example, the tone has been set. It might well be enough to let the words take centre stage after that. And um, narrative that allows us to observe a character's excitement can stand in for punctuation if we're worried about overdoing it. So Mm. if a character squeals over here and we don't want yet another exclamation mark, Mm -hmm. we could show them waving their arms or grinning or fidgeting. It's about Mm -hmm. observable behaviour as well. So good writing uses all the tools the author has at their disposal. Punctuation, yes. But also objective narrative, dialogue. It's a blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the overuse of exclamation mark can have the same effect as too much capitalisation. It it makes the text look too shouty and demanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. In non-fiction especially, I think the, the exclamation mark, it kind of screams at the reader to pay attention. Look at me, look at me, you know. And too many <laughs> yeah. makes me feel like I'm being manipulated, yeah, you know. by a difficult child. Exactly, you know, it's like you will feel happy and excited and full of yeah. energy. And you know what, yeah. I'm not stupid. Actually, like my Labrador puppy. <laughs> yes. My Labrador puppy. That's just, she's just a, an exclamation mark with four legs. She is, but she's delightful, yeah. yeah. She does need to be told over and over to do things or not do things, but I don't, you know. So, you know, don't overuse yeah, that exactly. mark. Yeah, and <laughs> neither does any other reader really so um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's an important one to think about I think exactly so use them but don't abuse them oh and one more thing we need to talk about placement so if you're mm. using an exclamation mark at the end of a sentence that functions instead of a full point yeah yeah and the only time that convention might be broken is when an exclamated phrase falls between parenthetical punctuation such as round brackets or dashes Right, now it's time for Editing Bites, the regular bit of the show where we each recommend a favourite resource that we think you'll find useful. This week mine is the Purdue Online Writing Lab at Purdue University, which is in Indiana. It has free writing resources and instructional material where students and users worldwide can find information to help with their writing projects. Topics include everything from the mechanics of writing and punctuation to subject-specific writing, such as writing in engineering or healthcare. That sounds amazing. It's really good, yeah. And it's free. Wow. And mine is How to Fix Your Damn Book by James mm. Osiris Baldwin, which is not free, but um, <laughs> it's it's one for self-editors and I like it because it's funny, which makes the learning enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But best of all, the author takes writers through the different levels of self-editing in the right order, which means the reader isn't wasting time by damaging work they've already carried out. Right, that's a great point. That's really good. Sounds good. So that's it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review and subscribe subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever platform you prefer. 
and we've put all the links we've mentioned in the show notes so you can grab everything there thanks for listening bye 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 okay so exclamation marks Sean Connery speaking. This is Sean. Today we're going to talk about exclamation marks. You snorted there. It was totally snortable. That is very snortable. 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 Okay, shall I start? You need to go a bit lower. Okay, shall I start? That's better. Okay. <laughs> I've only myself to blame. Okay, right, okay, I need to stop this. Okay, right. <laughs> Are the snorts finished? Okay. <laughs>